What's going on, everybody? This is Alex, the Sports Card Stallion. This is another episode of the Uncut Sheets. I'm flanked by none other than the one of one of the hobby, the loudest mouth east of the Mississippi. What up, everybody? It's your boy, Fast Snacks Cards, also known as Jordan. And today we are here with a legendary guest. Um, he's a father, a collector, a breaker, a philanthropist, the owner of Filth Bomb Breaks, Hello, Filth Bomb Steven. How are you doing today? I'm doing phenomenal, man. I just got a haircut for the show. Let's go. Coach Co. I, I didn't give him the cut. You guys got the fresh haircut. So nice, nice, Let's exclusive, go. exclusive for our audience. <laughs> Love it. Well, we have a format where we do quick fire stuff and we kind of just do this to break the ice. And it's just some fun, easy questions, this or that type style. So we're going to hop right into it. Are you ready, buddy? I love it. Ready. All right, let's get it. Easy one for the first one. Samsung or iPhone? iPhone. Of course. Come on. It's always team iPhone. That's what fun. are you doing? Um, second, uh, who do you collect? Uh, Otani, Jackie Robinson, and Griffey. Okay, very nice. Griffey Sr. or Griffey Jr.? I stop. <laughs> I, don't, yeah, I, I thought you were a senior collector. <laughs> a senior PC out there. I, I doubt it. Oh, hey, I had um, What is your favorite hobby podcast? Shoot, I, I don't even listen to many of them, so I'd say this one. This and Coach Co, baby. Okay, let's go. We're signing you up. It. If you had to pick. You only could collect one or the other, Ortani or Ruth. Uh, Otani's not even close. Ooh, he said it with his chest, folks. <laughs> yeah. All righty. All right. I'm convinced. Um, I'm buying. Tops transcendent or tops definitive? Definitive. I get you one box. Definitive. It's not even close either. Okay. Okay. Bold stance. Um, you're stranded on an island. This magical TV, you only get one sport to watch. That's the only sport. You get all of it from toddler to professional. So you'll get all of it, but one sport. What sport are you picking on that TV? That, see, that one's hard. I would say college is in it, high school's in it, all that. Like, I love baseball. I love it. Um, but I don't think I would pick that to watch. I think for some reason, I most enjoy watching the NBA. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. Really, football's good too, but it's like it's boring. Um and it's short, you know, yeah. it, it, it it's quick. It's basketball is like kind of art, you know, like something different could happen every play when nothing's really it's more freestyle. So yeah, collector of baseball uh, and watcher of basketball, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, I love all I love all the sports, so that would be a tough choice for me also, but um yeah. If you only had to eat one meal for the rest of your life, same kind of scenario, only one, but like, it could be a food group. So like, if you say like, you know, like, you know, like Italian food or something, then like you get all of it or this, that, but like one meal, what would it be? Like, all right. Definitely cereal. I would say. Cereal? Oh, because the variety game. Yeah. Okay. As a you fat know, man, I peep your choice, dog. Yeah. You could just get a little bit of everything, every like cinnamon toast crunch, French toast crunch, um, yeah. peanut butter crunch, Reese's puffs. Like it's, 
it's lucky charms some marshmallow action like there's a little bit of yeah everything. you you got everything you could even go healthy for a couple days if you yeah. want you got the whole rainbow i fuck with yeah. the choice have you tried that magic spoon it's like 10 12 dollars a box it's like a keto no, no is it good <sighs> Dude, it's, it's way out of my price range. I'm not buying a box. Yeah, I'm not for buying no box for twelve dollars. All that I do in the market is I look at it and then I walk by and maybe head turn a little bit and I just don't understand twelve dollars for a box Which of cereal. Box of cereal, a keto. You said Magic Spoon is the name. Look it up. Damn. Yeah. Tax, and I'm good on that. Last question. Obviously, owner Phil Fom, you're super proud of what you built over there. But if Phil Fom never happened and you could have a job anywhere else in the hobby, you literally say, I want it, boom, you're placed there. What would it be? That's a good question, too. Shit. Um, in the hobby, right? Yes, it has to be hobby. Yeah. Um, hey, you could, be the, you could be the new Nat Turner. You could be the new Michael Rubin. You could be the guy creating all the products. You could be the lead distributor. Whatever you want, you get in the hobby. Just like I think, obviously I, not doing film Tom. It's gonna be a weird saying it, but hey, I think you're, you're, the dude going out and finding collections and like unearthing things because it's like, like a, a treasure. Um, chasing cardboard. Yeah, like a, yeah. Um, a guy who like like works for Golden type stuff, like goes out and finds all the like rarest collections in the world and unearths all that stuff. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Or yeah, if it wasn't for myself, like I wasn't starting up my own business doing it, I'd whatever that job is, I'd want it. That's what I was saying. Obviously, you're doing Phil Bomb, and that's amazing. But the, yeah, that's very cool, and I like that answer because there's these collections like we've seen that are unearthed, like some old dude's cabinet sitting there for 30 years has like mantles and roofs and just that's the craziest rare, rare stuff, early crazy stuff, and you're like, what the heck? This has just been sitting here waiting to be unearthed, and now like the whole world gets to have at it. So I think that's a great answer. All right, Stephen. Well, that was the quick fire challenge. So now we're going to get into the meat and potato section of our podcast, where we like to get to know you a little bit better, break down some uh, specific questions. And, uh, you know, let's just hop right into it. The first question is, uh, tell us about when you decided um, you wanted to be a breaker. Um, I decided to be a breaker in 17 or 18, like the winter going into 18. Um, from 17, I discovered it on Facebook. Uh, I just stumbled upon a Facebook group and I was like, wow, this actually is kind of fun. And then, you know, I was buying in, I was buying in and I was like, to me, it was just taking too long. And it was more like, this has to be more efficient. There has to be a better way to do this. It has to be more, you know, it wasn't very energetic. And I was like, this, I could do this better. Like there's something here. I was like, and people are buying in and I could actually make this a business. And like I say all the time, I didn't do it for the money when I started. And it was more, I enjoyed it. No different than talking about, you know, going to find hidden treasures. Like I woke up and I was like, oh, wow, I actually am looking forward to this. It's fun. Filling a break. You never know if you're going to be able to. So it was like a grind and you're trying to push, push, push. So I just liked the whole, you know, atmosphere of it. You know, I, as an entrepreneur, you need some level of uncertainty to feel, you know, alive. So that was like, perfect. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to fill a break today, which means I don't know if I'm going to break. I better fill this break today. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah, marketing is like a huge thing when it comes to to breaks, especially these days. Um, obviously, you didn't have to have that skill very much uh, during COVID era. It just cards sold themselves, right? But uh, who were some of the breakers? Like when you were watching breaking, um, <clears throat> that inspired you to become a breaker. Who were some of the ones that you were watching, like back in the 2017, 2018? Well, I was just talking trash, <laughs> so I can't. Oh, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, you want me to expose everything? No, <laughs> no, no. More. No, like, here's the thing. This is what I always say. Like, nobody inspired me. It was more like I saw what it was, and I just was like, "Yo, I'm gonna do this better." So yeah. it was kind of like the idea I saw was from somebody, but it wasn't like I was inspired from that person. Okay, so let me rephrase. Who did like, you like back that then? You could do this better. I didn't watch breaks. Okay. I'm. It's kind of like. I always jump into things a hundred miles an hour. Right. I don't think things through most of the time. Like I'm very impulsive. So I was like breaking, 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 breaking. I'm going to be a breaker. I didn't watch anybody. Nothing. I was just like, I'm breaking. <laughs> Jumped in a million miles an hour and just started filling breaks. Um, so like, while I respect what people did to even get it here, we're breaking prior to when we joined. I totally respect that. Like pioneers, like this pioneers, like Leighton even, um built a great brand i just i never watched layton's break 100%. yeah you know but like he's a pioneer for breaking and then there's guys even like before him that i don't even i never even watched any of the breaks even to this day but there's like cards infinity right yeah yeah, yeah i know the name but like i never saw one of their breaks I, or they pulled the trout that they were like, oh, that's Mike Trout, like the first. The super. Yes, yes. Yeah. Well, they just don't even like show any type of like it. They don't even know who it is. Like it's a trout out of twenty five. Yeah. And they're just like, oh, I love, that. I love but, like he was a nobody when they pulled it. Like I, I respect them for getting this to where it is now. But like mm -hmm. I never watched any breaks, you know. So it was more so a thing where you saw a niche in the market where you were like, this is dope. I think it's cool. But I don't think a lot of people are doing this to its full potential. I think I can be more interactive. I think I can make it way more fun. And I think I can be way, way more efficient with it. Yeah. And you saw a niche and you were like, I'm going to try to hop in while I see this market starting to, you know, I think I see something in this. And yeah, that's it was perfect. It all the time. There was no McDonald's golden arches in the hobby. It was like a hobby that was so ripe for the picking. Like the biggest breaker didn't have a logo. And I was like, oh my God, this is like, like, and I'm the type of person that, so during, when I first started breaking, right, I went over two straight years, every single day live. I never took a day off. When I was sick, I broke. My grandfather died, I broke. His wake, I broke. And it was like, I was the type of person that was like, I'm going to be able to cut the line because I'm going to work harder than everybody right now. And especially when there wasn't any brand necessarily in the hobby i was like let's go we made the phil bomb logo the bomb guy we brought it to life and i was like there and then there wasn't a lot of competition now there's so much more competition um after COVID. i always say this too if covid didn't happen right and like the hobby naturally took its trajectory to where it was going like in 19 like it was strong in 19 like we'd probably be just as big as we were right now just because we were on that track. It's just COVID kind of like, you know, got everything. Nixed everything. Like we were already in a trajectory of upwards. Like you said, I just think it, it excelled everything. And because people had nothing to do, 
everyone started getting back into their focus hobbies of like old passion. So a lot of collectors started coming back and which I think just sped it up. But yeah, I agree with you. We were on a really nice trajectory. Um, the Zion boom and everything. I think people forget how much like no matter what Zion did or how you feel about him now, what he did for the hobby at that point in time and him and Ja and like people buying into breaks. Like I remember prison breaks selling out like nobody's business and stuff like, and I remember boxes at like one point, like hobby boxes were like 300 bucks. And then the next minute they're like 800, 900. It's like, this is unbelievable. Like that period in time is just a real time stamp in the hobby. And if you kind of had to be there, but it was really cool. And I think it's special that like you of all people were like, I see something. I know I can do this better. You did it and look where you are now. You know, it's, it's yeah. very impressive, dude. Yeah. I think COVID kind of like it did help bring more people, but it kind of from like a breaking standpoint, it kind of hurt um, because, and it sounds weird to say, but it's like, it's like the music industry. It's very, I say it all the time too. It closely mirrors the music industry. Right. So it's like when before the internet, you know, if you were good and you got discovered, you become famous. Then the internet came out and it's like everyone could drop their own song from their studio. And now there's music everywhere and you don't know what to listen to. Most of it's garbage. And it's kind of like we were taking that trajectory and it's like, oh, wow, we were standing out. The cream was rising a little bit. Then all these people came in. People didn't know where to go. And it was like some guy was just turning on his computer and it's like, what's the difference between this guy and Phil Bond? And like it now those people are starting to get weeded out. They're starting to disappear because the money isn't as easy anymore. And now like content is starting to rise again. Yeah, that's something I always talked about in the hobby that is important to me is learning about quality quick and understanding what makes a good breaker, what makes a good, you know, vlogger in the sense for the hobby, like when you're going to the card shows, like stuff like that. I think there needs to be more education on that type of stuff, because especially like you said, immediately when the boom happened, everybody, I mean, people were camping at Walmarts to go spend a thousand dollars and flip it for 4,000 that same day, like literally fighting over each other. Everybody was trying to, I saw moms who were like, quitting jobs and stuff to camp out Walmarts and targets five days a week, like insane stuff. So like you said, I think there needs to be education because it, it, there's a lot of things that can go wrong with breaking too, which I'm sure you could speak on, but like that if you have to know who's reputable, who's going to have your back when stuff doesn't always go well, what's going on, who you're breaking with. We hear stories of breakers doing shady stuff. I'm sure you don't want to, you don't have to name any names. You've heard plenty of stories of crazy stuff behind the scenes. I know I have, I mean, it's just unbelievable. So I think like you said, thank God people are starting to get weeded out, but that's why, you know, breakers like yourself, filth bomb, other people, um, you just need to know who are the reputable people in the hobby and who to spend your hard earned money with, because it's really easy to just go on the internet and think, oh, everyone's legit. Anybody who's selling must be like good. It's real easy to get screwed over in the hobby. There's a lot of bad faith actors. So I couldn't agree with you more. Well, I think Fanatics is so amazing. Like, I know it sounds like a paid advertisement. No, bro. No, no, Fanatics is absolutely amazing for the hobby. And the reason why is this. Let's take Fanatics live. Let's take Whatnot, right? Whatnot's behind a certain couple breakers, right? Sure. Why are they behind a couple breakers? What's the reason why they're behind those breakers? Because they do numbers, right? Yeah, big numbers. And numbers result to 
money. money. Exactly. Right? This is a business. That, that's where it ends. Right? That's it. You're making us money. You make money. We're good. Boom, boom. The hobby, they don't give a shit about the hobby. Right? Let's be honest. Like, they don't give a shit. They're making money. Right. Fanatics now, they're taking breakers. They're putting them in a position to be profitable. But they not only want them to succeed because they'll make money. They're putting the breakers in the position that they think are going to grow the hobby because they have a lot of skin in the game now and they need the hobby to work. So it, it's they're kind of handpicking, you know, a group of breakers that they think are going to be the future of the hobby, which is totally different than just, you know, go out there and make me some money and you get some too. So it's just like a total different thing. Yeah. The marketing that they've provided for the hobby so far, like they're getting athletes involved like never before or maybe we've seen this before like the early 90s where you get your Gretzky commercials your Jordan commercials you know stuff like that is coming back again and yep. that's what worked that's what made Upper Deck so big at the time you know it's bigger than Breakers you know what I mean like oh, yeah. break, who's part of it don't get me wrong but they're saying how do we grow the hobby and everyone makes fun of the whole 10x we're gonna 10x the hobby but it's like yo it's possible you know like we can we could have sports cards in arenas. We can have breaking in arenas. You could have live interactive redemptions where it's like, oh, oh my God, you get to throw out the first pitch at the Yankee game. Like stuff like that. Like there's so much room for growth right now. And it's a, we're on such a good path. We're on and so look at the guy who's leading the charge too. Mm -hmm. Like again, uh, Ruben, if you just look into his history – the guy doesn't seem to lose a lot. <laughs> I just you just go over his history, it speaks for itself. He doesn't seem to lose a lot. So when a guy like him is saying, I'm putting all my chips into this, I tend to believe in a guy like that. I'll put my money. If he ends up losing, guess I got got, but I just am willing to back up someone like that. I I have faith in it. I'm here for the long term. I'm excited to see what he does. And that's why I agree with you. I just think. You know, if you look at who's running the helm, how it's all being handled, the transition of power from Panini to Fanatics and stuff, I think things are going well. And there was a lot of doom and gloom. I know people are upset about, oh, card prices. Listen, we're still having record-breaking sales. We're still having insane numbers on cards. Rare and unique stuff sells amazing. We're still having huge hits out of massive products. I mean, you've hit some of the biggest cards of recent, like, there's massive hits. I think the hobby is in a very healthy place, dude. I think it's in a very healthy place. You know what's crazy, Alex? What's that? I may have pulled the most expensive baseball card in 22 and 23. I, I think there's a chance that we actually have that. Do you, do you have ideas of what that Otani Ruth might go for? I don't know, but how many baseball? All right, let's say it goes for 150. That's what I was telling Alex. I even, thought high six figures. Even how many cards are what cards that got pulled so far this year are going for 100k? I and the Jackson holiday last year, right? That's got to be like 200k plus now. <laughs> so there's and not a lot of cards that sell for that. No, no, especially in modern era, especially non rookies, too. Like, at least the Jackson was a first. Mm -hmm. Think about this. I mean, not that that card isn't, I'm not downplaying the Otani Ruth. I'm just saying, not rookies, just a cut auto with another guy, like. That's insane, dude. Like, yeah. that is an insane card. It really is. I love, I love the lineage of, of Jackson Holiday, too. His, his father was Roy Holiday, correct? No, uh, Matt. Oh, Matt Holiday. That's right. Yes, Matt Holiday. So, the lineage 
it's it's like Griffey Senior and Griffey Junior again. Like if you were a fan of Senior and you're like, oh, this is cool. He's got a kid. The you're like instantly a fan, and that helps. I feel like for the brother's better than him. His younger brother. Really? 100%. Yeah. So it's like there he's gonna have more hype than Jackson once he gets you know all these pro that's why I love these prospect um like uh sets like Bowman draft, Bowman, all that stuff. Because although you have the top guys who are always there, there's always some guys floating who you'll rip, you'll put to the side you won't think of, and a year or two from now they're popping and you'll be like, damn, I've been sitting on this this whole time. Like <laughs> we have a hundred case are up right now for draft. And there's so many guys that are like 500 bucks to 1200 bucks for a hundred cases. It's like the real move is you go and just swoop those guys. You're going right. to get hundred autos in the break. You're going to get, you know, a bunch of autos from those guys. Cause they come out more than the good guys and you just store them, you know, exactly. $10 auto turned into an 80, 90 bucks. As soon as he gets a little. Yeah. Call. They get a call up or anything like that. hundred percent. All right, so moving on to the next topic, I wanted to talk to you about a little bit about the business. Um, Alex, do you want to go with this question and talk to him? Because you know a little bit more about it than me. Yeah, for sure. So let's say I want to work for Phil Bomb Breaks being a breaker. What is the process from like the initial inquiry to getting to finally sit down behind the mic and becoming a breaker? Like, what are your, what is the process and what are your prerequisites? So if you're listening, guys, listen a little closer if you're interested in this, so that way you can actually do it. So the number one prerequisite we have is, I think it's got, you have to be local. Um, That's one of the reasons we've been able to grow so fast is everyone's kind of like homegrown. Everyone's from like the same area. Everyone speaks the same language, so to speak. Like we all get each other's banter and, you know, nobody, like you might say things different than us, you know, like, certain words wicked like nobody says wicked here you know and it's all like a unit and um i think that's one of the first things and probably the most important thing we look for i don't really care about someone's past like obviously you have to be trustworthy um you know you have to be responsible but like if you went to school or not i don't i don't care like i i graduated but like i didn't want to do school my whole entire life. I hated it. I was in a classroom. I hated school, you know? So it's like, I don't hold that against anybody. Um, it's just, are you, are you funny? Are you witty? Are you smart? Are you, you know, are you able to talk? Are you personable? And exactly. That's really it. Nice. Nice. So if somebody wanted to apply, how could they apply? Um, move to Long Island, New York first. <laughs> And then send us an email, philipbombbreaks at gmail.com and shoot your shot. Or you can hit us in the DMs on Instagram. There you go. You heard it, guys. DMs on Instagram. Easiest way to do it. Let them know what your experience is. And if you're local and boom, you never know. All right. Cool. So uh, let's move back to the Ruth Otani card. Yes. Uh, John, John pulled it. Um, you guys have hits all the time and I've actually visited you guys before. So from room to room, you hear, you know, sound the alarm, filth bomb, filth bomb. He knows, he knows it. It's like branded into people. I watch all the time. I'm just lurking. I'm just lurking for real. I love it. So that being said, you're, you're sitting down. Let's go back through that day. You're sitting down and you probably hear, like I said, these, these filth bomb uh, nasties all the time. 
But what was it that signaled you to like get up? You like you knew something else was different about that card to go see hey, John. He can't like he's my brother-in-law. We've known each other for 15 years. Like, mm-hmm. You just explain it. It was just he he probably sounded no different than he sounded a lot of other times. Yeah. I just knew. It, yeah. it was like almost like your child. Like if they scream for you, you know, it's like that screams a little different. It's just like I knew right away. I hopped right up. I'm like, this isn't a normal card. He definitely hit the Ruth. And he did. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's incredible. I mean, that card just I, I really think it's something else, like especially only having two of them, the batting and the pitching. Was it do you know which one it was? Was it at the batting? Yeah, it's the batting one. Which I think is the bigger of the two. Me and Alex were talking about it just off opinion. I understand oh. pitching might have more significance because they both well, Otani's more known for well, I don't know if he's more known for pitching at this point. Nonetheless, I think the batting just people love the batting. Uh, it's like, you know, hitters and stuff in baseball is a thing. Um, that card just is unbelievable. How did it feel to hit it? How, what happened afterwards? Did you guys offer for the card? Um, what happened? Like, did you like, are you scared to touch it? Like I've never, I've hit some big cards, but once we get past like 10 grand, that's where I'm start shaking. And I'm like, I don't know if I want to touch this anymore. Like I don't want to nick it. I don't want any problems. Like that is life-changing money, big boy card right there. You know? So how did it feel like break us down like afterwards? So luckily they make, so the cards are redemption of what like of the card so it's weird they oh so it's not the physical card okay right um it's so weird like i said on to co on his podcast like when you're doing what you should be doing in life everything goes your way it's just weird you can't explain it like this c parts and when you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing like you hit wall after wall after wall after wall and it's like, this is the first time I actually did something in life where it's supposed to be. And it's just like easy, you know, like you, you go through life and it's just like, wow, that worked, that worked. So it's like, the reason I say that is two hours before we ripped, all right, we got our shipment delayed. We were supposed to get on Saturday. It came Monday. Two hours before we ripped, I put out a $100,000 cash out bounty on the card. Right? Yeah. co post a video. Mm-hmm. First box opened. Out of 30 cases, that card pops out. That is unbelievable. You can't, like the odds of that happening, forget about the odds of it being in the case. The odds of it being in the first of 90 boxes. Pretty insane. And here's the thing is for people who want to act like, oh, this, that, the conspiracy weirdos. Why would you do that? Why would you have the first box hit, the, the product hit? If anybody knows anything about breaking, the more you rip, the more people want to pay more or get tr- people start raising because, oh, there's less cases, there's less boxes. This, his ha- this hit has to come out soon. That's just 101 in breaking. So anybody like – so it's not like you're doing yourself any favors here, but it was just an amazing moment. I think it's like – like you said, it comes from a movie almost, um, and it was a dope thing to watch, and I think it's such a cool thing that it happened for you guys. I'm happy John pulled it because – I mean, that's his biggest card to date, obviously. And it's just like, he breaks every single day for his entire life. And it's like, I'm glad he's the one that got that. You know, there's no days off with John. He's like seven days a week. So it's like, I'm glad that if someone was going to get it, John got it, you know? All hours, too. I get the notifications, like literally all hours of the day. It doesn't matter. 
I'm getting the notifications on my phone. John's going live on YouTube. John's going live on Facebook. He owns those two. And it's, uh, again, like you said, you the sea the doesn't part for you. I feel like you part it with all of that hard work. And when you have that power to to part the sea, man, you just walk and and strut. And yeah, that was that was your guys's time. And you can definitely, That's I definitely I mean. notice the hard work, and uh, I, I definitely admire it. Um, moving on, uh, you did mention on the the chase that since it was the first box, you know, you get definitive cards. They come in in this plastic case. You open it up. They're all thick cards. And we know this, right, from past definitive sets. But this, this redemption was a, just a little thinny thing, which, I mean, when we all pull and we all rip, we know that that flimsy thinny thing is probably, I probably have one laying around like a kid reporter or like a, a maybe a checklist or a promo or something like that. So initially, when John pulled it, he had thought that it was, a one of those kind of cards like look for the ruth otani oh crap so he, so he wasn't really too excited at first he didn't it was still processing like longer than than pulling a normal card being in your hands yeah heads up that this was gonna be put in as a redemption or anything and like we've been breaking for a long time i've never seen a red redemption like so when you're it's in the middle of cards we're like if I was in the seat, I would have no idea what the hell it could be. You know? That's insane. <laughs> Just imagine, like, accidentally some guy throws away the card, doesn't even know. <laughs> man. How insane. That is unbelievable, man. I mean, these are just one of those once-in-a-lifetime instances, right? So it's yeah, crazy I mean, what happened. It's really it's cool. hard to think. Right? Like, what card could possibly, in the baseball world, I mean, I'm sure eventually they're going to have some crazy something. But, like, this is the first time it's ever come out, right? Ruth Otani. And it's like, I'm sure they're going to have more of these cards down their line in products as case hits. But, like, this is it. This is, like, the, the one. Ruth Otani. So, it's like, it's hard to replicate that. Yeah. And pitching yeah, is still hard. out there, right? Pitching yeah. is still out yeah. there. Well, and it will have providence long term because again, this is the first. So even if they replicate it a hundred times and just cheapen it, it's this is the first time it happened. And collectors like that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. They really and definitive is a beautiful set. It's a, one of their most high end sets. Like so, coming from this product, like it just yeah, it means a lot. I can't wait to see the card in person and see what it really looks like and stuff. It was just an unbelievable hit, and I, I I'm happy it happened to good guys like you. Thank you, man. Yeah, 100%. Um, uh, so for the record, real quick, um, I'll, sorry to cut you off, Jordan. For the record, real quick, I know you've already said it probably 100 times. We'll say 100 more just so everybody knows. Um, there were two two people that bought in. They bought into the Angels. They bought into the Yankees. Um, they accepted your, your cash-out bounty. Quick, easy, liquid. They're both 50K richer. People say, oh, IRS enters the chat or whatever. That's on them, obviously, to take care oh, of that. The card? Yeah, we bought it. They we bought the card. The incentive saying, listen, it's it's risky, right, to get in this product. So let's offer liquidity. I didn't think it was going to get hit, but I bought it out. Like That's amazing. That's Good for you. That's something that needs to be done more in the hobby, too, by the way. People need to offer cash out bounties. 
Um, like a card like that is scary for me. Like when I put a price on that, 100K, I'm like, that's safe, right? Because could it go for 150? Yes. Could it go for 200? Yeah. But could it go for like 60? Potentially. Also, yeah. The market's soft. So it's like, yeah. so it's hard on that card. But in other instances, there's got to be more cash out bounties out there just to provide instant liquidity, you know, in yeah. like in Bowman, you know, like we know what a super fractor for the most part is going to do, right? Of a top guy. Like you have to be able to offer that as a breaker. Like here's a cash out bounty. You want to go hunting? There, there's your payday. You know, if you hit. And I think it's very cool that you're putting your money where your mouth is. We see a lot of breakers, not going to throw shade, but people, you know, put out bounties, cards get hit. Maybe, you know, no. Oh, now it's crickets and mice and, uh, oh, what happened? And something again, this is not me throwing shade. I just like when people say what they're going to do and do it. And they could have had the right to refuse, but I think it's really cool. You put a number again. Some people might go, oh, they got a steal for 100K. Some people might call you a freaking idiot for buying for 100K. Who cares? You put out a number. It got hit. You put your money where your mouth is. They accepted, and you immediately cashed them out. I think that's reputable. And, again, this goes back to our first topic of weeding out strong people and weak people and knowing who has good business and bad business and who does good business and bad business and rewarding those people for that. So I think it's really cool you did that. Here's a quick story. Like A lot of people don't know this in the hobby. So when NT came out with Ja and uh, Zion, right? This is like the beginning of the boom. Um, it, it was like, I, I want to say it's like April or, or, yeah, it had to be like April of uh, 2021. Yeah, that was the boom. Yeah. Wait, oh, that was the boom. COVID-19. No, wait, was COVID 2020, right? It was 2020. 2020 April. March, March 2020 was when the shutdown happened. Yeah, so in April was when this happened. Yeah. Okay, so, so it was like, 2020, but that was the boom. I just remember April was the boom. So people don't realize, like, Phil Bomb didn't come from, like, a ton of money. Like, we uh, started off in my house with, like, 2K worth of equipment. <laughs> didn't have a lot of inventory. Um, and then when the boom happened, I'm like, shit, like, I'm strapped. I'm trying, like... Things are going up by 10x before I could even buy stuff. I'm like, what am I doing? So I, I want to say at the time, we probably had like 20, maybe 30K worth of stuff to our name, right? At the moment in time, which is like good when you're starting from scratch, but whatever. It's not like you'd get crushed now with 30K. Yes. So Yeah, you couldn't do anything with 30K. So I have, I open up the NT box, like, right? You know, you put them like this. And then flip it. The Morant RPA stuck on the bottom falls out. Okay. The true to 99. All right. So everyone in the chat is like, oh, you fucked this card up. It's a huge card, etc. So like just trolling at that point, right? Um, and this is where I feel like we actually started to separate ourselves. I bought the card from the guy for what it was worth. And I think it was like, I had no joke. I had like 28 K to my name and I bought the card for 22, five, I think it was. And I, I was like, that's it. Like everyone's saying, I fucked the corner up. I'm sending it to Beckett. And it wound up getting a nine anyway, which is great for an NTR. Which is an amazing grade for that card. Yeah. So like, that's right then. And there was where I put my money where my mouth was. And I was like, look, everyone's going to say like, Oh, the breaker damage your cars. Don't get with them. And I just, you know, I stopped it right there. I was like, no, that's not how it works. Like, we dropped it, we got you, and we'll 
you know, we'll buy it off you for what it's worth. And then people are like, oh, he's doing it because the corner's good and he's trying to nine five ten it. Like you can't win no matter what no. you do. Yeah, that's the thing. It's the conspiracy, guys. If if you do something good, you're doing it for the PR. You're a scumbag. You would never do that normally. It's only because the cameras are on you. If if not, it's oh, you're a conspiracy. You're you're scamming. You're in cahoots. Everything's rigged for you. They're they're no good. They're even. You can't win. So what you do is you be the best person you can be, which is obviously what has made you guys stand out in general and why you're doing such good business now. And you just can keep continuing that path. And as long as you go down that path, you should be rewarded. You know? Yeah, thank you. I'll tell you what. Uh, <laughs> all of the all of the people and trolls and stuff that chime in, man, if you ever wanted to have a job later on in life in politics, like you're 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 ready for it already, you know, from cards. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's true. It's not for the faint of heart, man. The trolls make you want to cry. Yeah, Some of them sure. are ruthless. Well, and it's people just, yeah, people are ruthless in this hobby. It is cutthroat. That's why I say, and it's really funny because it's crazy who they turn a blind eye to. Like they'll attack hard earning breakers like you guys, but you know, I'm not going to say names because I'm not, a but you look at some of these high up people in the industry and you look at their history again. Um, some have had some corruption and uh, you know, no one likes to talk about that though. Cause they're the most popular people. So it is what it is. You can't win. And like I said, you just keep doing what you got to do. Um, moving on to the next topic, though, I did want to talk about your 100 case break of Bowman draft that's coming out. Um, I'm super excited about this product because the Tom Brady. What are your thoughts on some of the stuff in it? Uh, like the gimmicks like Brady or like the cool stuff. The Is this the Ruth first product also or was that a different product? Am I wrong uh, on that? That was past that was product. Bowman release. This one has okay. Tom Brady's this one, correct? Tom Brady is the one non-baseball chase and then the retrofractors Carl Yastrzemski. Yes, exactly. Okay, Yastrzemski. But yeah, very cool product. Uh, what are your thoughts on it? I mean, John does a lot of the prospecting, but from what I hear and from what I'm seeing now, this is like there, although it's like a lot of pitchers, it's a deep, deep class. Um, there's a lot of MLB ready talents, and the reason why is COVID. They got that extra year to develop where nobody was playing, so they kind of had a year of catch up. Um, so it's just a lot of guys are buys right now, you know, where you know, and there's some guys that aren't even in the product that are like the dude on the Angels that was batting leadoff isn't even on in the product yet. He doesn't even have a Bowman card. So it's like even That's the awesome. future releases after this are gonna be very promising because there's so many guys that just got that extra year head start, you know, where prospectors don't have to watch them develop because they actually already did, you know. Mm -hmm. So there's Brady autos in this in this set, this Bowman yeah. draft set. He has two different insert autos, I believe. Um, and it's Montreal Expos because that's where he was drafted, who he was drafted by. Yeah, I think those are going to be a huge chase. People are really going after that. So that's cool. And then talk about the 100 cases. I mean, what a feat, dude. Like 100 cases is not something to bleak your eye at. It's not easy to do. A lot of breakers can't do it in one sitting and have the efficient, efficiency to break get, get through it and do it. Um, talk about how that is and how you guys have worked your way up to being able to handle that many cases and do it efficiently and put on a good show while doing it. I mean, first and foremost, I'm still scared. Cause like, it's hard to build this man. It's like, 
one thing that I wanted to always do is like, I want to be a pioneer. I want to be like innovator. And it's like, let's go. Like I said, I don't think shit through. I'm just like, yeah, let's do it. Let's throw a hundred cases out and see what happens. So it's like, we're halfway full and it's, it's the first, second and third guy are still left. So it's like, it is, you know, it, it's a rush to at the same time. Cause now you're like, all right, we're going to fill this. We're going to figure it out. Um, but I just think it's, um, I think it's good for the hobby because you're actually, we're putting on a show now. It's like, come on, hang out. There's going to be probably 400 people in the room. Come chill. Come watch a hundred cases of Bowman draft opened up. We're going to, we, we're going to make it a good time. Go talk with your fellow collectors and like, this is it. This is like Thanksgiving football, baby. We're starting off at 11. We're going to rock it until the evening. And like, and I'm sure there's going to be massive hits. It's a hundred cases. So you're bound to hit good stuff. Nothing's guaranteed, but a hundred cases, you're bound to hit some crazy stuff. So I think it's going to be a really good time. I'll definitely be watching Alex. I know you probably will be too. Oh, definitely. I'll be watching. And one thing that, I, so it's one stream. There's no breaks at all. One stream, no breaks. What I like about fanatics is in their technology, they can have people pop in like a lot of their, the people that work for them will either pop in the chat. I know they have the ability to like have another window pop up even with somebody talking like they did that at Halloween with uh, Scott Rogowski who popped in on one of Mike's uh, one of Mike's breaks. Um, really cool of fanatics to be able to know like, Hey, this is going to be a long stream. And the fact that they can have surprises and different pop-ups like, it is pretty cool and it is very entertaining from a collector standpoint, believe it or not. Future of the hobby, like events like this, um, you obviously can't do it for every release. Like certain releases aren't going to be as, you know, highly anticipated, but draft, like the fact there hasn't been like a televised big opening of like a product like that. It's, you know, I think that is the future um, with like incentives, you know, in the break as well. So it's like, it, everyone's just you're building up all this hype around like a product and it's like a holiday you know like you're looking forward to christmas morning like this is it maybe tuesday morning go get your players because we're rocking yeah that's yeah it, it's it's a whole it's a whole entire event and it's something to get excited about like you said like and it's a cool thing because like you can tune in like if you buy in you can if you can't watch the whole day you can tune in the morning see some of your hits then come back like it's crazy dude 100 cases is honestly insane it's just bonkers what we're actually toying with because i don't know if anyone's done this but we started doing it i feel like no one's done this man is we've been filling breaks on fanatics but opening the big player breaks before they're full to incentivize people right. to, so they're actually getting to see what's coming out little by little to see the odd shift Oh, that is crazy. Okay, so like as you're opening it, like maybe they're like, oh, this hasn't hit in a minute and this is still available. I'm going to jump in right now. Yeah. Or like, or it's like we pull a gunner, he's available for 1500 and you already see his gunner to 10 is pulled and then they run to freaking see who, <laughs> yeah, see who can get the gun. That's hilarious. So we're toying with the idea, not that we're definitely going to do it, of potentially starting the Bowman draft without everybody full and letting people try to pick people off. Yeah. That would be nutty. 
I'm, that would be nutty. It might get crazy. Especially imagine you just hit something and one of the top guys left trying to rush the computer. Like, oh. run it through. Get I, my credit like, card. There's something to it, man. Like, we've been seeing a lot of success with it. People love it. I think there's something there for sure. Yeah, yeah. and it's unique stuff like that. Even if that doesn't end up working, but I think it would. It sounds extremely fun. Um, in general, uniqueness brings people, um, and it's cool that you're innovative and that you care enough about the hobby and your craft that you're like, ah, oh, even though you have a successful thing going on, you're killing it right now. You could just coast and keep doing the same old stuff and probably murder it. You're always wanting to be innovative and think of what's the next cool thing to do. Either it be, you know, like you said, breaking with athletes, going to stadiums, trying to get in locker rooms whatever it may be like cool stuff. I think it's, we need more people like that who want to be innovative and do cool shit in the hobby. So shout out to you, man. Thank you, man. Yeah. Hunter cases, Bowman draft, December the 12th on fanatics live. And there's still players available. Correct. Yep. They're in the store. Okay. There we go. All right. Last question. You guys ready for this? Yes, we are. <laughs> All right. Uh, have you ever had athletes break in the shop? At all. The closest thing to that is when I first moved out of my house and got an office space, I had a Negro League player, Pedro Sierra, come in and do a break with us, mm -hmm. you know, at the thing, talk about Satchel Page, all types of stories. So cool. Um, it was just, so that was the tip. We never continued doing stuff like that just because COVID happened and everything freaking went crazy. But yeah. that's want to get back to is doing stuff like that yeah i think i think fanatics um uh, being on their team basically kind of helps helps the odds with that don't you think Does. yeah <laughs> um but if you were to pick and we love max griffin by the way we love him to death but if you were to pick one athlete on your wish list who's at the very top to come in the shop at glen cove and and break with you yeah you got ruben's personal number you hit him up he's like tell me the name i'll get them there <laughs> I got the helicopter. It's all the yeah. already spinning. Jets fueled, ready to pick them up right now. Somebody that's funny, man. I want somebody that's like a personality. So it doesn't even matter about the fame as much as the personality. We had, um, you know who has a real good personality? Byron Buxton. I think he would be really. Buxton twins. Yeah, he's real. I think uh, he did a shout out for us once and just like he's super humble, super polite, but great personality. I, th I would love to do something with Buxton. Interesting answer, Buxton. but I love it. We're we're reeling that and we're tagging Buxton. Let's let's make it happen. Let's make it happen. Make it happen. I mean it's ecstatic. <laughs> awesome. Well, cool. Well, Steven, we want to thank you so much for coming on the show. We know your time is very important, but you still made time for us, which we appreciate greatly. Guys, go check out Filth Bomb Breaks. Where can everyone follow you? Um, this is the time where we let you promote. Whatever you want to say, shout it out. Anything is on the table. Let the people know where to find you, all that good stuff. I mean, Alex probably knows better than me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pretty much filth bomb breaks everywhere, right? Filth bomb breaks everywhere. Uh, you name it. TikTok, Fanatics Live, Instagram. Uh, the only thing that you're not on yet is Twitch, which give it some we time it. And, and maybe maybe eventually. But, uh, yeah. Awesome. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you so much. Once again, guys, we appreciate you watching as always. We love all our viewers, and we will be back with another episode very soon. This is for the viewers. Bye.
Bye, guys.